guys, um, I am so happy to finally announce the book club over on patreon.com forward slash comic book lessons on the £4 tier where you can join in the book clubs. I would like to announce the new the book club going into the new year. And this, I feel, is probably going to be a bit controversial. I think a bit might be the bit of an understatement when I tell you what it is. In going into the new year, Avengers vs. X-Men Club. And I hope you... Go over to Patreon, go on the £4 tier where it's Book Club Patron, you know, um, put money towards the podcast because um, it keeps it the, it going, it keeps me being able to do what I love and I can read other books and get you to enjoy them as much as I enjoy them. So that's it, Avengers vs X-Men Club. Let me know what you think of this club over on Patreon, over on Twitter, at Lessons81. Um, let me know on any social media what you think of this choice. Um, and now, on to the Season 2 premiere. Welcome to Comic Book Lessons. I'm your resident comic book nerd, Beth. And today's lesson... Well, we're on the season two premiere. I'm so excited for this season. We've got so much lined up for this season. It's unreal. Um, I did mention a couple that I do have lined up in my finale of last season. But today's lesson is going to be on a new god. That might ring a bell to some people if you read DC Comics a lot. You might be familiar with this character. And today's lesson is going to be on the new god, Mr. Miracle. Now, I'm I'm going to specify which Mr. Miracle because I know there is another Mr. Miracle by the name of Shiloh Norman. No, 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 no. We're talking about the god, Mr. Miracle, um, Scott Free. You know, the one that's married to Big Barda. I've not really, I don't think I have Big Barda lined up for an episode, which is quite surprising. But anyways, so, Mr. Miracle, he appears in DC Comics. He was created by Jack Kirby, you know, the name Jack Kirby, if you read comics, should be familiar to readers, especially from the Silver Age, you know, he created the Fantastic Four, he created Captain America in the Golden Age, um, he's created a number of characters, and he would make his first appearance in Mr. Miracle issue 1 in April of 1971. <coughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm just figuring out this mic. So if there is any static noise, I do apologise because I'm still figuring it out. This is only my second proper time of using it. Anyways, so as I mentioned, he'd make his debut in his own series. And this would be part of this fourth world that Kirby was building which involved the new gods, a couple of issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Don't know why, but apparently he had to get involved in the fun. <laughs> Anyways, now we'd also we'd meet Big Barda in this series, who would be his love interest, and we would meet her in issue four of Mr. Miracle in October of 1971. Now... Big Barda is going to have a, a big role in this lesson because they are so tied together. Well, they are husband and wife after all, you know, so they are going to be pretty close together in 
you know, capacity and everything. Anyways, now, according to Kirby's then assistant, Mark Evanier, Kirby wanted to be a comics creator and a creative supervisor at DC rather than being a regular writer artist. And they said that they were going to turn over Mr. Miracle to Steve Ditko after, you know, a couple of issues and have them, him and Ditko, write it and draw it. However, Carmine Infantino, that should be a name some readers might recognise if they grew up around this period. Anyway, um, he turned around and said... He said no, and he said that Kirby had to do it himself. And Evanier would... I'm just, I do apologise if I'm saying the name wrong. It's just... It's, that's how it's kind of spelled, so I say it how it's spelled, I try. Anyways, and he would be an unofficial co-plotter for most issues of the series. Now... This original series with Mr. Miracle would be the longest lasting of the fourth world titles, which would last for 18 issues, while the other titles, New Gods and The Forever People, you know, were cancelled after 11. But, Miss, well, the other one, Jimmy's superman's power jimmy olsen was going to continue because he was smart as superman <laughs> anyways um so the most traditionally superhero-esque of comic of the various fourth world titles um the last seven issues as well as later incarnations would downplay the fourth world mythology in favor of more superhero adventures he'd team up with Batman three times in The Brave and the Bold. However, his series would be revived in September of 1977 by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers. And Steve Gerber and Michael Golden would produce three issues ending with 25 in September of 1978, where several storylines would were unresolved and mr miracle would make appearances you know he would be part he would team up with superman in dc comics presents 12 in 1979 he would meet the justice league of america he would meet the justice society of america in issue in justice league of america 183 through to 185 in October to December of 1980. Now, when the when he was brought back after Crisis, which took place in 85, he would be part of the Justice League International. Yeah, they kind of expanded a bit the Justice League. They went into different places. I believe there was a Justice League Europe at one point as well. But he was the part of the international lineup, the Justice League International in 1987, which would be a one-shot special by Mark Evanier, who, as I mentioned before, he was the assistant to Kirby. He, I think he'd left this role at this point. Um, and the artist Steve Rude, and this would be published in 87. Now, this special would end up going into a ongoing series that would begin in January of 1989. That would be written by J.M. DiMatteis and drawn by Ian Gibson. J.M. DiMatteis... I think he's probably got one of the most famous runs on Justice League International. The other one that I can think of, uh, I can't remember his name. I know there's another one. Um, anyways, now, uh, ah, this is, it's probably Keith Giffen I was thinking of. I know he had quite a famous run. Anyways, so, um, they, other people, so Giffen would uh, contribute to the title, Len Wein would, and John Doug Munch. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's a, quite an unusual spelling, you know. 
So I've just had a guess. Now this run would last 28 issues before it was cancelled in 1991. Because in the 90s, if you weren't all gritty gritty, you got cancelled. Um, <laughs> this is kind of the decade where gritted teeth and big shoulder pads came in. Oh lord, you can just imagine, this is insane. Anyways, so... This series was largely humour-driven, and Giffen would reimagine Scott Free, and his wife, and their friend Oberon, who pretends to be his uncle, as living in Siberia, where they were not fighting evil. When they were not fighting evil with the Justice League International. Now, there's going to be a big gap because he just kind of appears every now and then. He's kind of like a guest star and that. That's kind of the role the new gods tend to play when they're, you know, not getting ongoing series if they're not being parts of teams. Um, so, we're going to jump to 1996, so, which would begin with a series that was written by Kevin Dooley, which would show Scott attempting to escape his destiny as a new god by working for a charitable foundation in New York. And this would run for seven issues, which before these four world titles would be cancelled so they could launch the Jack Kirby's fourth world. Even though Jack Kirby wasn't writing it, it was other writers, it came under Jack Kirby, which to me is a little bit confusing because i believe this fourth world that they say is jack kirby's fourth world i believe it was written by john byrne anyways um so his wife and ally big barda she would become a member of the justice league and would appear regularly now with the launch of Grant Morrison's meta series Seven Soldiers. Seven Soldiers is basically the team. It's I think it's like a revival of the team that was Seven Soldiers of Victory. Um, this is kind of really confusing. Um, but this mate, this mini series, um, and Mister Miracle would be revived as a mini series, which only lasts four issues. However, this would not focus on, you know, um, Scott Free. It would focus on his apprentice and sidekick, Shiloh Norman, who would die. And he would get... In, now we're going to jump a, a bit to in recent years when he got a 12-issue limited series. I have the mini series and it's collected i've got it collected i recently bought it um which was written by tom king and illustrated by mitch gerrards um now we've kind of done his publication history we're going to go to his fictional history because it's there's a lot here for mr miracle i didn't but we're going to mainly focus on Scott Free. But as I mentioned, he was, you know, part of Kirby's ambitious Fourth World saga. And Mr. Miracle was actually inspired by a fellow comic book artist and writer, Jim Starenko. Uh, I don't know if that name might ring a bell or not to people. It might to some, it might not. Um, anyways, but his, his relationship with Big Barda was based on Kirby's relationship with his own wife, Roz. Now, most people are going to be like, what? Was Kirby's wife like a big, giant, angry woman? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to make that assumption because I, you don't know what goes on there. Um, but there has been more than one person that has been you know, talk on the name Mr. Miracle. But we're going to dive into a little bit of all three of them. Now, Mr. Miracle, Scott Free, would take the name from Thaddeus Brown, who was from Earth, who was a circus escape artist. And he 
as the first skate artist to use the name, he used, you know, he earned a modest living and he practiced his art into his later years. And he would meet Scott as he was practicing an outdoor escape with his friend and assistant Oberon. And Scott would then aid Thaddeus as he was being coerced by intergang thugs by fighting them off. However, little did Scott know, intergang was an actual, actually a crime, earth crime organisation that was run by... Darkseid. Oh dear. I knew Darkseid was coming to this eventually. I don't like Darkseid. Anyways, um, now Thaddeus would then say, tell Scott that he was being harassed by the local Wintergang capo known as Steelhand. And they had been in a hospital together, together, and they made a bet that Scott, uh, not Scott, that Thaddeus couldn't escape death. Now, while practicing an escape by being tied to a tree with a projectile speeding towards him, Brown would be shot, you know, Thaddeus would be shot, while Scott and Oberon would stand by helplessly. Um, and after his murder... You know, Scott would take on the costume and he would exact his revenge on Steelhand by bringing him down. And he would take on the name of Mr. Miracle for himself. And he would hire his assistant Oberon and Scott and Oberon, who would later be joined by Big Barda. They would join the, they would tour the country as the Mr. Miracle Super Escape Artist Show. However, I think this fact might surprise some people. Thaddeus was actually one of the people that trained Batman. And he would educate Bruce, you know, a young Bruce, on in the art of escaping. I didn't know that. And that's actually quite... That, I'm quite impressed because I'm like... I didn't even know that about the guy. Anyways... Um, now we're going to go into Scott Free a bit, now that we've talked about Thaddeus. I did say we'd go into all three of them a bit. I know I said it was a Scott Free lesson, but you know what I mean. It's better to go into all three than you know, you know, what exactly has gone on. Because there's been a few times where you think it's been Scott Free that's been Mr. Miracle, like in an issue, for example, like maybe in the 2000s or maybe in recent years. And it's been Shiloh and you've not realised it. But anyways, um, Scott Free is the son of Highfather, who is the ruler of New Genesis. I believe he's the brother of Darkseid, but he's like the good brother. You know, the opposites attract thing. Anyways, um, and his wife Avia, however, as part of a diplomatic move to stop a destructive techno-cosmic war against Apocalypse... Highfather would agree to an exchange of heirs with the galactic tyrant Darkseid. I said Darkseid would come into this, didn't I? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> I hate Darkseid with a passion. I ha- I think I hate Darkseid because he is so intimidating. He's a big man and he looks scary. Anyways, um, this exchange of heirs as hostages, it was supposed to a guarantee that neither side would attack the other, and Scott was traded for Darkseid's second-born son, Orion. Orion, um, I do have an episode lined up for Orion, so you won't have to wait long for Orion. I believe it's my fifth episode I've got Orion lined up for. I like Orion. Orion's actually my favourite new god. I like Scott Free. It's just he's not my favourite. I know most people that love the new gods will be like, why isn't Scott Free your favourite? I'm like, (sighs) because to me, I don't feel I clicked, you know, 
he it wasn't one of those like love at first sight oh my god i love scott free it took me a while to warm up to scott free whereas when it came to orion i feel like i warmed up to orion quicker than i did scott free because it takes me time to warm up to people i didn't warm up to them straight away but i think it took me less time to warm up to orion than it did scott free but anyways back into the lesson this isn't a discussion yet um so scott free he would grow up in one of granny goodness's terror orphanages granny goodness if you don't know she's basically the old lady that you see on apocalypse who's like she's she basically trained big brother to be like big and mean and everything anyways um with no knowledge of his own heritage but he would still refuse to allow his spirit to be broken under the ever-present torturous training of the institution and as he matured as he got older we don't actually know Scott Free's age. Big Barda is about 250 years old, they say. Um, Scott Free, on the other hand, we don't know. He could have literally been stuck on Apocalypse for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. We don't even know how big the age gap between him and Big Barda is. It could be like thousands between them. It could even be hundreds. I'm not going to go too far because I know that'd just be fucking weird. Sorry for my language. Habit of mine. Anyways, um, so he would, you know, rebel against this ideology of apocalypse and hating himself for being unable to fit in despite his unfailing defiance of the abuse he got went through he was influenced by metron metron is i believe metron's the one with the chair i could be getting confused because there is so many new gods running around orion's the one with the scooter uh scott free's the one with the he's always a He's the one that you most likely see on Earth, and he's got the discs, you know. Orion's the one with the scooter. Metron, I believe, is the one with the chair. Big Barda's the big lady who looks always who always looks super angry. Anyways, um, Scott would late then become part of a small band of pupils who were tutored in secret by the apocalypse resistance leader hymen i believe it's pronounced like that it's a simon but with a h without the s so i'm gonna go with hymen and he was a new genesean who was actually living undercover as a hunger dog on apocalypse I'm actually quite surprised that he's managing to live on new, you know, apocalypse, and he hasn't been busted yet. Anyways, so it was at one of these meetings that he would meet Big Barda, his future wife, Big Barda. Oh, that's so cute. Big Barda, who she was a lieutenant, and she was part of Dark Sides of Female Furies. So you know, she had quite a strong tie to apocalypse. So. Now, eventually, Scott would escape and he would flee to Earth. However, his escape, which was long anticipated and planned for by Darkseid, this would nullify the pack between him and Highfather, which would give Highfather the ex- not Highfather, Darkseid the excuse he needed to revive the war with New Genesis. And as I mentioned, when once he got to Earth, he would meet Paddyus Brown, who was the first Mr. Miracle. He was impressed with Scott's skills, especially as supplemented with various advanced devices that he had taken from his previous home. Scott would befriend his assistant, who I believe had a form of dwarfism, or he was a dwarf, I'm not sure. I don't want to word it in a way that offends people, so I do apologise um so when Thaddeus was murdered Scott would assume the identity of Mr Miracle however Big Barda comes in 
she follows Scott to Earth. And they would use their new god powers to, you know, equipment and skills in the war against Darkseid, who was still interested in capturing both of them. I think when you think of, when you take what they sacrificed, what they walked away from into context, I think Big Gabada gave up more than Scott Free did. And I think I don't I think a lot of people don't realise how much Big Gabada dropped, gave up so she could be with Scott. And I think that's kinda cute it's cute, but it's like Go on, Barda. You are so underrated and you are such a fucking badass. Anyways, so, Scott. No, wait. I'm misreading things. Sorry. I do apologise. I've got my notes in front of me, but I'm misreading my notes. Anyways, so eventually, tired of being chased on Earth by dark sides, you know, little minions. You know, can I name any of them? Calabac? Um, I think Granny Goodness might have been there a few times. Uh, you know, people like that. Dodgy idiots. Pardon me a bit. <laughs> Anyways, um, he would return to Apocalypse and he would win his freedom by legal means through trial of combat. Because apparently that's a legal mean on Apocalypse. Is to fight for your freedom. What? That's freaking weird. Anyways, um... Now, we're going to kind of go into the 80s, so when he spends time with the Justice League International, um, uh, where Big Barda and Oberon were there as well, they would be recast as semi-retired superheroes who just wanted to live quiet lives in the suburbs when they weren't involved in Justice League and related adventures. In particular, well... Scott Free in particular was recast as a henpecked husband, you know, who would find himself on the receiving end of his wife's temper over her desire to live a quiet life. Because he'd be like, he'd go running off to be a hero, and Big Barda's like, no, Scott, let us live in peace. Stop it. <laughs> You know, and she'd be really moody and grumpy about it. Because who wouldn't be if their husband kept running off and being fucking dickhead and potentially getting himself killed? Anyways, um, now during his time in the league, he would develop a intense rivalry with the Justice League villain known as Mag- Manga Khan. Um, I don't know much about Manga Khan, so I'm not really going to go into him much. But anyways, um, now this villainous intergalactic trader and black marketer would repeatedly kidnap Scott, which would ultimately convince Scott's conniving former manager, Funky Flashman, what a name, was Jack Kirby drunk when he created this character. I don't know if he's a Kirby creation, actually. Uh, anyways, he would convince him to forge documents forcing Scott to work for him as his personal entertainer. Now, to force him to go along willingly, Magna, Manga, I do apologise, um, would replace Scott with a lifelike robot who was ultimately murdered by Despero during his first mission with the Justice League. And Scott would ultimately escape from Manga Khan's clutches and he would reunite with his wife and friends. Though the shock was enough to cause Scott to ultimately quit the league. And he would take on a protégé in the form of Shiloh Norman. We will be talking about Shiloh Norman in a few minutes. Um, Now, many of the new gods were killed. I believe by Darks. I don't remember which event it was. Um, I believe it was Death of the New Gods. I haven't read Death of the New Gods, so I'm not 100% sure. Now, in the conclusion of Final Crisis, they would, so many of them would seemingly be reborn. And amongst the numbers were the apparently resurrected Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Now... 
we're gonna kind of talk about the new 52 a little bit but not too much because i hate the new 52 they ruined a lot of characters for me they would reboot the dc continuity in september of 2011 and in this two timeline, Mr. Miracle would be appear, seen appearing alongside Big Barda flying around the ruins of Gotham City on Earth 2. And their purpose was revealed to find the new mysterious Batman, which was thwarted when both would be attacked by Fury. Now we're going to dive into Shiloh a little bit, because Shiloh has a big part to play and i don't think people realize how big a part he actually had to play because people think the miniseries in the 2000s which was with the seven soldiers um most people probably think that was scott no 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 it wasn't anyways let's go into shiloh a little bit now abandoned when he by his mom when he was only an infant Shiloh's desire was to escape, was fostered in an abusive orphanage, and he eventually ran away and he would end up on the streets near the informal ward of escapologist Thaddeus Brown, who was the original Mr. Miracle. We've talked a bit about him in earlier in the episode. Um, and he would serve as an occasional stand-in sometimes. Now, when Brown would when Thaddeus would be murdered by Steel Hand, we talked about it a bit, Scott would avenge his new friend's death and take on the identity, which we talked about already, um, and Shiloh, after Thaddeus's death, he would work with Scott and his wife. Now, Shiloh, who was a master of escape artist himself, he was now an adult at this point. He was appointed security chief of the Slabside Island Maximum Security Prison for the metahumans known as the Slab. The Slab should ring a bell. It holds, you know, different villains. I believe Mongols been in there a couple of times. Um, I believe there's been a lot of villains in there. Anyway, um. He would hold his own against during the Joker's last laugh riot, and he would be promoted to Warden of the Slab, which had then been locate, relocated to Antarctica. However, a somewhat reconceived Shiloh would appear in Grant Morrison's Seven Soldiers crossover. And in Final Crisis Issue 2, Shiloh would tell Sonny Sumo, there was a cosmic war and the powers of evil won, which prompted him to form a team to fight the evil gods. And Shiloh would need to be summoned by Nyx Utuan and to fight against Mandrake the Dark Monitor. And he would later appear in as Mr. Miracle and alongside his other seven soldiers teammates in the Grant Morrison and to make Dan Didio, I misread something, I do apologise, um, written sideways. Now, that's his character history. I know I said I wouldn't go in too much into all of them, but I felt that I needed to in a way. Um, so, like all the new gods, Scott Free is basically immortal. He having stopped aging around the age of 30, because as you know, we don't actually really know Scott's age. Scott could literally be a baby for all we know. He could literally be an old grandpa who's thousands of years old. Literally, he could be any age. Anyways, um, so he would develop a immunity to toxins and diseases. He also has superhuman strength, agility, speed, um, coordination and reflexes, along with incredible stamina. Now, due to his exhausting and rigorous life on Apocalypse, his body has tremendous resistance to the extreme temperatures, physical injury psychic influence and he is capable of extremely rapid recovery 
Now, Scott has a genius level intellect and is acknowledgeable about much of the universe. And during his life on Apocalypse, he was instructed by Hyman in the science and use of advanced war of the advanced fourth world's technology. And he is an ingenious inventor who designed most of the equipment in his costume, including his own mother box. Because not many own them. I think all the new gods have a mother box, but I don't think all of them designed their own mother boxes. I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to check that when I do some other new god episodes. I do apologise if any noise went through the microphone. Um, something... I dropped my microphone for a minute there. Um, anyways, so, um, as I mentioned, now he was trained by Granny Goodness as an aero trooper. Um, I don't know what an aero trooper is, so please don't ask me because I don't have a clue. Um, anyways, so he was trained although he despised violence and was often portrayed as a pathicist i think i've said that wrong i do apologize i don't know how it's pronounced uh pacificist that's what i'm gonna go with because i can't pronounce it um anyways um he was still an exceptional warrior he's not as good as orion (laughs) nobody's as good as orion (laughs) anyways um he was instructed in all combat techniques of apocalypse and very skilled with weapons. And on one occasion, he was able to beat Big Barter. That proves how good he is. Not as good as Orion once again. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to be like, Beth, stop it. You're not doing Orion yet. <laughs> I do have, don't worry. I do have Orion lined up. Uh, so I can express my love for Orion then. Anyways, I do like the Scott Free. Um, so he was also a master escapologist and acrobat. He's even considered better at escapes than Batman. And that's saying something because everyone says Batman's the best at everything apart from having no superpowers. <laughs> and much of his skill from is the result of his advanced physiology. So I think that's why he's a better escapologist than Batman because he's so advanced and everything. So Scott is the heir to, of the Alpha Effect, which is the antithesis of emo, ome, our dark side's Omega Energy. And this power is almost unlimited and allows him to manipulate energy of many ways. So, for example, he was able to knock out the Asgardian God 4 and drain his vital power. And also, Scott Free, Mr. Miracle Scott Free, would use his godlike powers to resurrect his wife and battle against Stefan Wolf and Kalabak, temporarily stopping the war between New Genesis and God apocalypse and that and he would relinquish his heritage because i think most people forget that scott free is not human he is basically a god anyways um so scott also possesses greater power as the embodiment of the anti-life equation and the ability is fueled by rage and emotional negative emotions and the anti-life equation could give any being the power to dominate the will of all sentient and sapient races and alter the reality space time matter and antimatter at the cosmic level and he has proven that he can fight superman and the lion together wow he's a badass um I'm not really going to go into the New 52 because I do think he's a lot weaker in the New 52, which I don't like. I do apologise if my microphone's making weird noises at the moment because I did have that issue last time I used it. It kept making weird noises even though I was nowhere near the microphone as I was recording. Anyways, um, so his equipment, we've talked a bit, a little bit about his equipment. So he has the mother box, which can access the energy of the source. The source is basically what grants the new gods, like their abilities and their, you know, 
the immortality and that I believe um and he would use this for various effects and it can change the gravitational constant of an area transform for energy from one place to another sense danger of sense of life create force fields reorder molecule molecular molecular structure of matter observe of or project powerful shock blasts, create electro webs of atoms, control of the mental state of a being. Just give me a moment. I do apologise. My notes have been fell off the. So, um. <coughs> That's better. Got it back. My notes were, went flying everywhere. I did not want to lose my notes there. Anyways, um. So, he, as I mentioned, he would absorb or project powerful shock blasts. He can reorder molecular structure of matter. He can, um, he can also control the mental state of a being. Um, he can communicate telepathically with a host or other life forms, manipulate the life force of a host to sustain it past fatal injuries, teletransportation, open and closed boom tubes, and more. There's some that we don't know about yet. Um, anyways, so his costume, his costume is magnetically sealed and provides limited protection from damage and fire. It also contains hidden pockets, and there's a, num- a number of them. Um, and each glove and boot has a pocket, and the slim utility belt would ha- contain half a dozen more of the pockets. <laughs> and he has a secret pocket on the upper right arm where he hides his mother box. Whatever you do, do not tell Darkseid it's there, because Darkseid will take it off him. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't tell Scott don't that gave away his secrets. He'll go mad. Anyways, um, so his mask, his mask even contains, you know, powers and that. It contains circularity of his mother box and a life support unit. And the circuits it would let Scott use his mother box hands-free. And the life support system would let him survive in hostile environments. His everything basically has some kind of technology. Anyways, um, so his gloves have wide cuffs that hold Scott's multi-cube and assorted picks. And in addition, the gloves can fire concussive blasts and generate enormous electric power. I do apologise, my microphone fell over again. Anyways, um... And it also contains a fingertip laser for fine welding or burning. And his secret hidden circuits have the ability to create physion physion blasts and mini shockwaves. And his... Also, his boots contain laser jets that are capable of burning almost any surface. So, what's the point of the plates he uses? Like, the plate-like thingies that he uses to hop on. I think Orion uses them as well. But I'm not sure. I think most new gods use them. But I think I've only seen Scott Free use them, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Anyways. um, Ah, that's what they are. Never mind. On to, so, on to Cape. His cape is made of a memory for... for br- fibroid from new genesis you know his time that even though he wasn't technically raised on new genesis he apparently has technology from new genesis anyways so his mother box can also transmute the cape into a cocoon so that it can withstand a sizable explosion and this can only be done once the transmutation is not permanent and it would destroy the cape the aero discs is what he uses to hop across, you know, under his feet, you know, and they would be about a foot across and the new gods will use them for personal travel and they can reach speeds of uh, 250 miles per hour. However, Scott has modified his discs considerably for the battles 
and they can be attached to the forearms to use them as shields or plates. Now the multi-cube is a bit more complicated. It is a um, peripheral device for Mr. Miracle's, uh, for Scott's mother box and the cube was designed by Scott himself to use to transmutate the power of the mother box to create a number of preset mechanisms in its interior and all of these functions are much easier to perform than just improvised transmutation um they can be activated in stressful situations so say he's fighting dark side say he's um you know fighting a big villain in general he can activate them um and like cube is small enough to be fit that it can be hidden in the palm of his hand and you wouldn't realize it's there um the multi-cube is not sentient though and it is still capable of interpreting complex commands and recording data the multi-cube can also fly under its own power and follow the mental commands of scot free and the cube can use the transmutating power of the mother box to create several hundred feet of swing lines. And besides the cable, this cube can produce a smokescreen of fire so it, or a suppression, you know, foam of fire. And the simplest use of this cube is to generate life effects. You know, so it looks like that you've just got a little disco going on. Fever, fever. <laughs> I do apologise. I do apologise. There are times I just go nuts. This is why Katie keeps me on a leash when we record together. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. <coughs> Um, the cube, like I mentioned, it can do all sorts. Um, it can create lifelike holograms, a blinding flash, or a laser capable of cutting through a steel steel cable or handcuff links. And in hologram form, the cube can also record extended scenes or make a complete holographic recording. It can then manipulate the playback to simulate the subject in motion. And the cube can also emit a powerful sonic beam that can spring locks or shatter a brick wall. And the sound blast can stun an unprotected human. So that's basically everything for Scott Free. Um, I will do my... I So I'm kind of going to go into recommended reading. Um... So, for recommended reading, I'm going to go for the, um, the Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus, which is separated into, you know, it's collected all into one volume, so it collects for other people issues one to three, Mr. Miracle issues one to three, the New Gods issue 1 to 3, Superman's House Jimmy Olsen issues 133 to 139. Um, I'm also, it collects, there's three, four volumes of it. Um, so it collects every issue, you know. Um, I'm also going to recommend the, the, I do apologise. Um, the Mr. Miracle by Steve Englehart and Steve Gerber, which collects issues 19 to 25. And um, uh, my last recommendation is going to be Jack Kirby's Mr. Miracle, Super Escape Artist, which collects issues 1 to 10. And that's basically it. So I'm going to kind of go into a discussion about Mr. Miracle. Um, Mr. Miracle, um, to me, I know I've said he's not my favourite new god. Um, why is he not my favourite? <sighs> to me, I struggle to connect, you know, on a certain level with Mr. Miracle. I feel sometimes he's a bit too, you know, out there 
not in a bad way, but do you get where I'm coming from? And um, Scott Free to me, the fact I think it doesn't help that I've probably not read a lot of Scott Free. Scott Free only seems to be around every now and then. What that when I've read any of it, I've only read the uh, you know the Tom King's Jen Mitch Gerrard's run. Which, oh, I should have put that in recommended reading. Damn it. Sorry. Anyways, that is going to be in recommended reading. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to add that to recommended reading, which collects all the issues, the four issues 1 to 12. Um, anyways, um, discussion time. I've already started discussion and I forgot about it. Anyways, um, so do I think we'll ever see Scott Free in a movie? Um... I think they had the opportunity to introduce all the new gods in, you know, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. We had Darkseid, we had Granny Goodness, I think even Calabac was there. So if they were going to introduce all the new gods, I think they would have done it there. I think, I, um, I'm going to have to say no, because, um... We've already had a... They've already, like, been like... Oh, we're going to make a new Gods movie. But they've already cancelled... They've cancelled it. You know? So, I... And I don't think they're going to continue on that continuity route where they're like... Oh, Darkseid exists. Oh, the new Gods exist. Yada, yada, yada. You know, things like that. Um... And I think that's kind of sad because the new Gods are quite interesting in their own right. And the fact that they kind of brushed aside as if they're nothing... I think it makes it sadder when I, when I say no to seeing Scott Free in a movie. Do I think he could hold a movie? I'm not sure. There is a lot to Scott Free. There's so many, like, details that we don't exactly know about Scott Free. So I think it'd make it difficult to make you know be able to give him an origin movie say um so um is there any other questions that came to mind when i thought of scott free um do i think scott free should be married um yes because it it's like peanut butter and jelly you cannot have peanut butter without the jelly you cannot have jelly with peanut you know you know vice versa um that would be like, oh, Darkseid can't live without a mother box and all that. Because <laughs> Darkseid can't live without being a tyrannical maniac. That's basically what it's like. It's like separating. It's like a divorce from what we know, you know? Anyway, um, so that's kind of it for Mr. Miracle. Stick around for the sum up tweet. And until next time, bye. So here is my sum up tweet for Mr. Miracle. <clears throat> Mr. Miracle, the new god who managed to turn his back on a world filled with anger and rage when it was all he knew, is also capable of kicking Superman and Orion into a mess if he wanted to. Watch out for his wife, she has a bad temper. <laughs>